0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. H. Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your hosts, Chris Schubert, floating around. You never know when he's going to land, but he's here producing this thing. We're from the Draft Network. We're brought to you by Bet Online, the best spot for you to place all your sports wagers and get all your sports information. They've got it all. Football's futures, the fights, Major League Baseball, the NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs. It's all there for you. Vegas casino games and poker games. It's all over at Bet Online. Check them out. Head to the website. You can use your desktop or mobile device. Sign up today. We'll give you a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe to get started. That's B L E A V. It's Bet Online, and it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy National Paper Airplane Day to you! I can't tell you the last time I made a paper airplane. I bet you were good at it though. I think this is a skill that you have. I personally am not good at making paper airplanes, but I think this is something that I would uh, like if we had a contest you ever see these contests people have? You you make a paper mm-hmm. airplane, you throw it and you see who goes the furthest. I feel like I would not want to go head to head against you in that.
1: Yeah, if you're able to get more than just like the basic four folds, right? Where it's That's like all fold I have. Up the middle, all I have and then in the bag. Fold the the two outer halves and then drop the plane the wings down and shoot it like if you're able to add more layers to the front make it more aerodynamically it's like the boxcar races you ever seen the boxcars where you gotta cut i have also also bad wheels yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah Yeah. so it's it's all about aerodynamics so i don't know a lot about that but i kind of have like the intrinsic ability to make it work i don't know why Shuby,
0: i think I, i think Shuby would be good at paper airplanes as well If we were having a contest, I think killer
1: paper airplane guy.
0: Look at this; he's floating around
1: here. He is.
2: You guys said it right, paper airplanes, and I tried to think of in my head. I don't think I could make one right now. I think I have forgotten how to make a paper airplane since my. No,
1: that's that's poppycock. You 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 can do it. If I put a sheet of paper in front of you right now, the light bulb would come on.
2: I, and, and this is not just for the show. I don't. I don't think you're right. Like I, 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 I'm, I'm having a mental just blank right now. Chris, you if
0: can we, build computers. You can't fold a friggin' piece of paper. It
2: is true to I be a paper computers. airplane. But no, I don't. I don't think if you asked me to okay. right now, I could do this.
0: I well, you know have, have uh, paper well, handy to find. You but, have 25 but, right, minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we go. Here Get here. out of here, Kyle, and I are going to talk about um, <laughs> what is it? electric bugaloo. Yeah, Rich Boy Summer Two Electric Bugaloo or is it Boogaloo? I have no idea.
1: Bugaloo. Bugaloo. We did
0: bugaloo. not cover as much ground as Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. Thank
1: you. Boogaloo. Thank you. Bugaloo. Boogaloo. It's all the same thing. Uh before we get there, real quick, did did you happen to see the um and I'm already filibustering so that we can have another sequel and come up with another fun title. So Chris, start planning accordingly now. Um did you see the roster changes that were accepted at the owners' meetings this week?
0: 16-man practice squads? Um, I think that's all I know. So if there's more than that, tell me. Players designated to
1: return from the reserve, injured reserve oh, yeah. or non-football injury list are eligible to come back after four games have elast- elapsed since the date he was placed on the applicable reserve list. Previously, Love players it. were eligible to return after three games missed. So that that's a little bit more of a strategic hurdle uh, for teams. Uh, you're also given an additional, uh, uh, I think it's an additional player to be elevated off the practice squad on any given week as
0: well. I think it's, I think it's three, now. yeah. In the limit on the, re, as, um, the players that can come off of injury reserve, I think it's eight, right? In the past, maybe it was like yes. one or two. So I think that's yes. significant. And, and look, the worst the worst thing about football is, is injuries, right? Like, it sucks. You build a team, you expect to have it, and then a player's not available, and it changes so much about your football team. Like, give teams everything that they can have to overcome injuries. And look, I haven't played Madden very often in my life recently, but I turn off the, the injuries in Madden. But there, there's Chris's – imagine not watching on YouTube so you could see Chris's whatever that Chris is. Chris has an air, a paper yeah. airplane.
2: We got it. The the brain fired. It was like, oh, you're back in fourth grade. We got you from here, and I just did it. I didn't even think. <laughs> the synapses fired. It's like driving it like, the car home it. from
1: the gas station. That's a mile from your street. Like you don't even think. It's just no, autopilot. Just it. boom, boom, boom. Yep. All
0: right. Chris didn't need 20 you were by the way Chris or Kyle called his shot there he said once you get the piece of paper in front of you your instincts are going to kick in and your, your hands Chris was very burn. excited and happy about that paper airplane so I will tell you be. it looked there like was, a great paper airplane
2: there was a fold attempt that was wrong and then that's when the brain kicked on it was like dude you got to do it this way and I was like got it and then I just did it so very very happy Congratulations.
0: So we did not cover we did not cover as much ground as we wanted to um yesterday. And that's why Rich Boy With Summer Two is Rich here. Rich
1: Boy Summer One. And now Rich Boy Summer Two Electric <laughs> Boogaloo, excuse me, is is now on deck.
0: I think you were wanting to get to the Debo Samuel conversation, and then I was like, no, I have more to say about these running backs, and so maybe now we can talk right, about yeah. Debo Samuel.
1: Well, and also Debo is going to be a long-winded conversation too. I feel like I don't know that this is going to turn into yesterday's Lamar Jackson conversation, but I do feel like this will be. This is a nuanced conversation after Debo went off for seventeen hundred yards and fourteen touchdowns last year, right? And acknowledging this is courtesy of NFL.com's All Paid Team of Tomorrow uh, content series that they have produced. That's looking at players with contracts that are coming up. And we have turned that into Rich Boy Summer. So uh, Debo Samuel, obviously there was some riffraff with the 49ers uh, earlier this offseason as it pertained to Debo and his satisfaction within his role. And it felt like he was pushing his way away from the team and then they didn't trade him. So I guess where do you – how comfortable with you with Debo Samuel being able to replicate this kind of success and demanding a – I mean the forecasted total here from nfl.com is 27 plus million dollars per season.
0: Yeah. Well, for Debo, I mean he was hella productive last year and I I think this is just an example of a player wanting to cash in while he can and we know that Debo's had his his share of injuries, you know, dating back to college and even in the NFL. And so this is like that ripe opportunity for Debo to to get paid especially on the heels of all of the receivers that got paid, whether it was you know, we, Christian Kirk, but also Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, all these players, A.J. Brown got paid. So it's like it, it feels like this. the timing is right for Debo. Now, where I get a little bit nervous about the entire conversation, both from a Debo perspective and um, I guess whatever team uh, is going to eventually pay him, is that is this the type of player that is most valuable to the 49ers. And I th- the name that I, I I think a lot about is Randall Cobb. And I remember when his contract was a thing and you know he was a hot player with the Packers. And you know, I think he, he left and wound up signing a big deal somewhere else. And he never was really that productive of a player because you always thought to yourself, oh, I feel like this is just a really good spot for him to be the player that he is. And I feel similarly about Debo. Now what's good for Debo is there's a lot of Kyle Shanahan disciples out there that are running offenses, right? So you can see the path for him to have those same opportunities, but Debo doesn't want those opportunities, right? He wants to uh, reduce significantly the amount of um, rushing attempts and, you know, manufactured touches that he gets. He wants to be a more traditional wide receiver, which is kind of an interesting proposition because like, because of the role that he filled last year like that was such a narrative this offseason who's the next debo you got to find the next debo samuel and as it would turn out debo samuel doesn't want to be T- debo samuel just because that that utilization is a lot of uh, it's taxing on the on the body and so like there's a lot of complicated layers to this situation but I, I think at the end of the day debo wants to strike while the iron's hot the injuries have been an issue receivers are getting paid left and right and debo wants to fall in I th- I think
1: I'm fairly confident in saying this and this was a sentiment that we communicated uh on our discussion around Josh Allen yesterday. Um I'm fairly confident that Debo Samuel just from like a probability standpoint will not equal the season that he had in 2021 from a a volume of production ever again. Uh, he was just the second player in NFL history, this courtesy of NFL.com, with eight rushing touchdowns, six receiving touchdowns, and a passing touchdown in the same season. Gale Sayers in 1965 was the only other time it had been done. This was the second highest yards from scrimmage season in the history of the 49ers behind one Jerry Rice season with 1884 and 1995. Like, this is an all-timer season. So from that standpoint, yeah, yeah if I'm Debo, I'm trying, I'm trying to get locked in on the contract now too because the market probably dictates twenty seven million dollars per season.
0: How much of that do you wonder though? Is like teams aren't okay. Teams do weird things all the time and not intelligent things all the time. But you would feel like they would understand that this is an out is an outlier season. And I'm not trying to take anything right. away from Debo Samuel. I think he's a really really dynamic football player that any team would like to have on their on the roster. But like. He had 18 yards per reception this year. Before that, I mean, he didn't get higher than 14.1. He had, like, six receiving touchdowns this year. He had four the previous two seasons combined. Like, everything here is different than previously. I mean, he had more total yards from scrimmage in 2021 than he did in 2019 to 2020 combined. So... How like to me, there's a lot that, that presents some very tense negotiating, right? Like, yes, because if I'm teams, I'm going to bring all that stuff up. If I'm Debo, I'm going to say, no, this is who I am. Like you, re- you got to pay me. Really and he's not super thing, young. He's 26.
1: The really crummy thing for for Debo, too, is San Francisco does have the franchise tag in their back pocket. Right. And like the franchise tag from a team building perspective is a really valuable tool for teams. But it in situations like this, like I almost feel like Debo, who's not attending OTAs, really needs to press the issue now and try and get off the roster now. Because if you don't, you're going to be met with that franchise tag, and then you're going to get into that whole limbo of, I'm not going to sign my tender, and that whole song and dance gets, are you really going to start? forfeiting a million dollars per game or whatever. It's probably more mm-hmm. a little more than a million dollars per game for the 2023 franchise tag of the wide receiver position, which I think is like 18 and a half this year. So I I don't blame Debo for for putting the hammer down and, and trying to manufacture as much leverage as he can get right now because the the 18 month forecast for Debo in San Francisco and trying to get a new contract is not pretty for DeBo's leverage inside of things. So, good on him for starting it now.
2: Kyle, you said the number that, that you said the number that is listed on the uh, NFL.com website is 27 27? 27. So, I looked this up and just put my audio up here for you guys for just a second. Thanks. That would be fourth amongst wide receivers currently. Just looking at the average per year basis, the three players in front of him would be Tyree Kills, $30 million per year with the Dolphins, Devontae Adams, recently $28 million per year with the Raiders, and DeAndre Hopkins, $27.25 million with the Cardinals. That would put him just in front of A.J. Brown, Stefan Diggs, D.J. Moore, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams. Those would be the players he would be just in front of, just for context. I think that
1: the A.J. Brown contract is probably one that that hurts that valuation. I think if yep. I'm a team negotiating with Debo, I'm probably angling to get below that 25 threshold.
0: Did you know most people are paying too much on their auto loan? Dave used auto approve to refinance his car, replacing his overpriced loan with a cheaper loan and lowering his monthly payment. Now, since he's saved with auto approve he's sitting behind the third base dugout instead of the bleachers. AutoApprove connects vehicle owners with their best available rates to refinance their existing car loans with no markups ever and handles the paperwork, yes, even the DMV, making it simple to save thousands and pay less each month. How? By instantly accessing the nation's top lenders to uncover great savings. When you refinance with AutoApprove, you get your best rate and more with an advocate that works for you to make sure you get the best deal that's right for you. In fact, in 2021, auto Approve was able to save their customers on average over $150 a month. That means more money for better seats, better snacks, or that New Jersey you deserve. Not only will they save you on your monthly auto payment, but for all of our listeners that refinance through Auto Approve, they'll send you $100 cash to your mailbox. So what are you waiting for? Auto loan rates are historically low Take your tailgate to the next level. When you refinance with auto approve, put more money in your pocket for what matters most to find out how much you could save and to claim your $100 cashback offer, visit auto slash believe that's auto slash B L E A V. Let me ask you a question here because I have a hard time with this. I'll I'll be honest and I don't, I don't necessarily feel strongly in any direction, but I, I will admit that I have a hard time with this. And it's it's this concept, this belief, this thought that we have about football players and them being team first guys and hey, whatever it takes to to help the team. You know, I think about whenever certain players have to do a punt return or a kick return, and you know they're a star receiver or a star defensive back or something like that, and they're like, yeah, whatever it takes to help the team. Debo Samuel is is blatantly saying no I don't want to do whatever it takes to help the team that's not who that's not what I want to be I want to do these specific things but I also want you to pay me all the money like how do you how do you receive that messaging and and apply it to this situation because I have a hard time with it
1: I don't know that I would consider Debo to be a non-team player um I think there's probably an understanding of like what that kind of role is going to do for me long term. And wanting, I shouldn't have to tightrope wanting to win and helping my team win with significantly and severely doing potential long term damage to my career as a player who's already had some durability issues going back to his mm-hmm. time in South Carolina. So there is so there is such a thing as too much of a good thing. And I think San Francisco probably tightrope to that with how much they implemented Debo as a backfield player and a primary ball carrier. I think what is really interesting is Debo is still like super tight with coach McDaniel, who's now in Miami. And he was the OC. So like there's Mm -hmm. all this talk about like the But not the play caller, right? Does that matter? I don't know. I don't know. But I I, I know McDaniel's getting credits for putting Trent Williams at H back and motioning him across the set for a split flow inside zone. So like he was probably part of the same decision making to have Debo Samuel Mm -hmm. be a player in the backfield.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So that it's more so for me, like I'm wondering, is there something else that's happened or it has happened beyond just the role uh because like he is still like he was having dinner with mcdaniel like 2 months ago in miami while he was training so it it's just weird to me it,
0: it, those those dynamics may be true like i mean we're talking about a guy that went to high school in south carolina played his college ball in south carolina like maybe the West coast in San Francisco is not a scene, you know, and like sometimes we don't take into consideration some of those dynamics where like, yeah, you're a football player and this is what you do. And this is your passion and what you love. But like when you're not in a city that you want to be in, and I'm not saying that he, that, look, people in San Francisco, like put your pitchforks down. I'm not suggesting there's anything wrong with your city or anything like that, but like maybe for Debo, he just, he's not a West coast guy. And he wants to be closer to home and those types of things. Like we've seen it's, that, we've seen that influence a lot of players' decisions.
1: It's it's really hard for me to get a firm vibe on like is it really the role right. and usage? Right. Is there is there something with Shanahan? Is it regional like I don't I don't know. It's just kind of odd well, to me.
0: So let's I guess the the way that we can maybe answer that question is I don't know like if if the 49ers offer him a deal that is five years, hundred and thirty million dollars, and he turns it with down. <laughs> with a huge amount of that being, you know, like uh, a, a notable amount, like a good amount, guaranteed. So let's say let's
1: say sixty percent fully guaranteed. So that, I mean, you're he's talking like it?
0: I don't know. That's what makes it weird. Right. So that's why it's like all these things that we're speculating about, whether it's the location, whether it's the role, whatever is in play here, it, it's, it's weird. It, look, and I think what's interesting about the situation is we've seen the 49ers do this with the Forrest Buckner, where it's like, Hey, we're at that point we can't pay you, but we'll take a first round pick. And it seems like Buckner's happy with the Colts and yeah. maybe Debo kind of saw that all work out and said, yeah, I want to kind of be that player. There's a precedent here that that's a possibility. And, You know, he's seen where it can get him, but the DeForest Buckner thing, more than anything, felt a little random. Like, I think we all speculated that it could happen, but it was like, oh, all of a sudden the Colts traded their first round pick for Buckner. And we're like, oh, I guess I see this for both sides. But, you know, like Debo is even with like, I'm going to want to lump Kyler and Debo together, but like how other quarterbacks have gotten what they wanted is not in line with what Kyler is doing. You know, and I, I somewhat feel the same way about Debo where like, hey, the buttons that you're pushing haven't necessarily like, that's not how everyone else got what they what they received. So
1: what, what I think get is really like interesting. Is because, <laughs> uh, what's really interesting to me is we've discussed three positions now in the number one player at each position like I wouldn't think is going to get a deal this summer. So we are still in search of like our first slam because we did Lamar. We acknowledged Kyler, uh, but Lamar was the top quarterback. Jonathan Taylor was the top running back. And now Debo's the top wide receiver. And like, I don't think any of them get get contracts done this summer.
0: So we're still in search of like
1: our first legitimate rich boy summer poster boy.
0: I feel if we ever get to tight ends, I feel good about where that conversation can go for that answer. But like. As you think about some of these other receivers, like I know Debo certainly dominates this conversation, but in DK Metcalf's right there, Terry McLaurin's uh, a player in that mix. Um, you know, eventually we'll get to the uh, Justin Jeffersons of the world's and the CD Lambs and those players. But like, is anybody going to get the bag this summer at receiver? Do you expect some movement here at all?
1: I would not. I would not be surprised if either Metcalf or McLaurin gets paid. Well, it, I mean, neither one's really Arizona in you, the long term court. Go ahead.
0: I was gonna. I was just gonna say Arizona, like you just gave up a one for Marquise um, Hollywood Brown. You got to pay him, right? Like that,
2: Yeah. I'm not. I'm not doing any of that,
0: that. stuff, but. You can't pay a one just to get it to to have a, a a season to see what it's like. Can you? That's a hell of a rental cost, man.
1: I yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I'm letting him walk. I'm just saying I'm I'm not paying him until he realizes what he's I'd rather string that one out too. I would probably play I would probably pay Deontay Johnson in Pittsburgh. I would pay both McLaurin and Metcalf if I was Seattle and Washington. Neither one of those, all three of those teams have have flexible quarterback salaries at their disposal.
0: Where are you? You're at like, that point so you if you're that you Seattle. Would... You
1: got to worry about Tyler Lockett getting older. So yeah. I definitely make sure I lock Metcalf in.
0: No doubt. What's your What's your appetite with Deontay Johnson? I I mean I I the dude's been getting a ton of targets. His production has went up every single year. Do do you just accept that there's going to be some variance with him, and and like you you just have to take a yeah. little bit of the inconsistency t- for everything else that he brings to your football team?
1: Yeah, I think he's a really good player. Uh, I understand that there's some frustration there. Um, hundred and he had over three hundred three hundred thirteen targets the last two seasons. Right, like he's a ton. A ton, he's been a really man. football player. Really busy football player, and from a production standpoint, he's over twenty one hundred yards of, of from scrimmage the last two seasons combined with fifteen touchdowns. He's a, he's a really good player. Would I, I'd pay him what Christian Kirk got? No questions asked.
0: Oh God, yes. But I feel like we're going to keep doing that, right? Like Christian Kirk's going to be this piece of the conversation every time we talk about receivers. Like ah, I'd give him the Kirk deal.
1: I'd pay him more because than Kirk. the Kirk. I wouldn't I wouldn't pay yeah. him A.J. Brown, but I'd pay him more than Kirk. I'd probably put him in the middle. I'd probably give him $22, $23 million per season. Now, some Pittsburgh fans, in- I mean, your head might be ready to explode thinking about that, but that's, that's the way the market's going if you want to keep good players.
0: His drop percentage was 3% last year, so that is something that has gotten better. But I don't know. It just seems like the results, and I'm excited to see him. Well, I mean, I don't... I don't know that the, the quarterback situations improve, but I don't know that, like, it's certainly not one of the best quarterback situations in the league, you know?
1: He's been a, he's been a pretty productive yards-after-catch guy, too. I mean, he's averaging more than five yards, like five yeah. yards for his career,
0: yards-after-catch, per catch. In the in, in an offense that's played, you know, like you you always say it's like played in like ten yard boxes. Yes. It's pop gun offense. Like imagine if there was some like favorable spacing for this guy to work. Is it Maybe safe for happen. me to
1: say um Cooper Cup's not gonna get a contract extension given this is technically like the first year of like new money in his current deal?
0: I mean yes. I was surprised but he was it's also, on the list. It, it also feels like, do you remember Julio Jones in Atlanta, like during his prime, it just felt like every year he got a new deal. <laughs> so you yeah. started this tires, like they just paid him. It's like, yeah. Oh, another contract for Julio Jones. Like, Oh yeah. It must be July. Cause we do this every year. So I mean, he, Cooper think- cups, the best value in the NFL though, right? Like this, this contract it's three year, $47 million deal. He just had the like the greatest yeah. season a receivers ever had.
1: So I guess technically he has, they put two void years on the back end of the deal and they they split the four point six million in the signing bonus across two extra years on the back end but his base salary this year is nearly $15 dollars so maybe that makes it a little bit more them a little bit more receptive to to technically paying him because he did get paid last year from a signing bonus perspective so i get that but this is the first year of the really big salary in twenty twenty two. So I'd be surprised if he especially for the Rams with their the way that their spending proportions are, right? Like he's already ten percent of the cap. I'd be mm-hmm. be kind of surprised. Nine percent of the cap if it if it happened this year. So give me paying Deontay Johnson, give me paying Terry McLaurin, give me paying DK Metcalf because I think those guys are all in that A.J. Brown bucket for pay. And I, I'm, I'm with you. very much here for for all of that. Uh, but still no Hallmark players. That'll come with with Darren Waller when we talk about Darren Waller, but that will not be oh, yeah. today. Uh, so, Chris, do you have a Rich Boy Summer 3 uh, sequel title for us to, to start billing everybody for for the next time, which I, I would assume would be Monday, given yeah, we re- have takes on takes
2: rich boy summer three coming monday um i'm just gonna do what every other does untitled sequel coming soon i don't have the title yet so it's an untitled sequel untitled
1: sequel coming soon should be just that should be the
2: title the whole thing so we're just gonna so rich boy summer three
1: untitled sequel coming soon we're just going full meta i like this i like what we're doing here yeah, well, there's a lot to get into. So make sure you plan accordingly. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert, the Draft Dudes. Thanks to our friends at Online for their continued support of the show. And thanks for all of you for listening and watching. Make it a good one. We'll talk with you guys again
0: tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.